1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted. Or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today.
0: You're listening to the West AMY podcast with Diving X. Oi, oi.
3: Hello and welcome to the West Way podcast with myself Dave Walker and ex employee. Tonight we talk about the Hammer of the Year award, the statement from Pi Capital and of course the incredible, emotional, outstanding achievement of winning the Betway Cup on Saturday. X will finger some competition winners and give us a comprehensive news roundup before we end the show with questions from patrons of the West Way. That's all coming up on tonight's show. Next, we've got our first trophy in the cabinet. I'll be honest, I was close to tears. I imagine you were too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Emotional wreck, mate. To be fair, (laughs) I'm still drying them now as we speak. I mean, the thing is, I've waited waited 40 years. Well, I've been alive 40 years, but I've waited near 40 years to see us win something. And, you know, all I wanted to see is um, my club lift the trophy. and We've done it.
3: Yeah, I know. I mean, I had to laugh when Mark Noble let Jamel Baptiste lift the trophy. I mean, he was massively praised for doing that. But in reality, he probably thought I'm gonna look like a right cunt lifting that trophy above you. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, Jamal, Jamal, go on. Man. No, 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 go on, mate. Go on. No, this is you. Go on. You, you go and enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Did no, you exactly. see the trophy
1: in the like a fucking Sabutio cut? I know exactly. It was so pathetic. And the thing is, like the whole <laughs> thing is just so pathetic. Like, I mean, as much as it's like, you know, it's like nice a prestigious friendly before the season kicks off, and you know, it's good to see some decent-ish teams come. I mean, that Atalanta you know, had a great season last year, Yeah, finishing third behind the two Milan teams. So it's, uh, you know, it is, they are a great team. they play good football. But the whole, calling it the Betway Cup, the whole presenting <laughs> a cup, it's just, don't bother. Just just make it a friendly game and just yeah. you know, call it the Betway friendly or whatever, but yeah. it doesn't need to have that. And in fact, it goes to, to penalties if it's not decided. And <laughs> it's just a bit stupid, really. Did you see the game? No, unfortunately, obviously, I was on holiday, so um, I didn't. I didn't actually get to see. it. I mean, thankfully, I found a good site that was. Doing streams, I'm not sure if we're allowed to say that, but on and I was watching <laughs> it on my mobile because um, I was actually on holiday. But we went fire the holiday to a close relative's 40th birthday, so I was actually there. Um, and um, I watched bits of it on my phone, so I saw enough of it to know what was going on, but but not enough of it to sort of give an in depth analysis of which is really unfortunate because I've pretty much watched every um, friendly uh, previous to that when when there's been a stream, and I would have gone to the game if i hadn't been at that 40th but we go to newcastle i haven't been to a football match since um since the arsenal one that we went Mm. to so i'd like i'm glad to be going back um to a a proper game so to speak rather than a friendly. i think
3: yeah i didn't see the game i saw the goals and i've also seen a lot of praise being heaped on ben rama
1: i mean do you think we could really see him coming alive this season um, I think so, mate. I mean, he's been, I would say, him and um, Coventry have been the standout players of pre-season. So, um, and I think he's looking really good. What well, I've always said, I think he's got to refine his final decision. And he's also got to be more confident in certain areas of his game. Now, certainly in pre-season, he's shown that he is confident. So I think he's on, he's on a bit of a positive momentum now. You know, he's scored goals, he's set goals up. I expect him to take that into the Premier League now, but also he seems to be making the right decisions now. And I think, you know, there's all that stress that we've lost Lingard, but could potentially Ben Rama be the ideal replacement for him? Yeah, I mean, I think we've both said this,
3: actually. I certainly have, that I think he he really could pull up trees in this division for West Ham. I mean, pretty much instantly, as soon as we signed him, you could see... So much ability in his game. And I wouldn't disagree actually with what you've said in terms of his areas of improvement. But I really do think he could be a big player for West Ham. I think he's he's great. Like I say, technically, he's brilliant, he's close controlled away, he buys himself a yard. I think his assist rate's going to improve again this season. I think he'll get more goals than him. I like him a lot. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got to say, X, one thing I really enjoyed. Looking at over the weekend was everyone posting pictures of themselves at the game saying how good it was to be back. I mean, it's nice yeah. to see the fans at football again, isn't it?
1: Oh, 100 percent mate. It's nice to just see some sort of normal life, really. We even if it's not football related, because everyone's been through so much for so long now. I mean, I'm sure I know you've told the listeners, but look at yourself, you've been cooped up with this for a couple of weeks now, oh, isn't it? Fuck, so,
3: mate, it's been I've had murders with it. Honestly, yeah. fucking murders with it. Yeah, I've exactly. got a second fucking wind of it now as well. Like the tiredness is absolutely brutal. And it's over so my chest now.
1: Have you done a second like test? So you, does it say that you've still got COVID? No, I haven't done a second test, no. Okay, but you feel the same way you did the first first not what? as bad. I've improved, okay. but I'm still not right no no see your wife's got it now as well mm, so, yeah, so like is. so in terms of when you're feeling like you're feeling and having two kids and two dogs mm. and is it two chickens as well now and yeah whatever. thanks for <laughs> reminding me of that by the way it was free a couple of weeks ago but <laughs> thanks know. for emphasizing the fact i've got two chickens left now no, i was emphasizing the fact more that it was like two 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 so it's like sort of <laughs> the symmetry in it all but, uh, but um yeah no, so so to have what you've got and be dealing with, all of that must Mm. be really, really tough and I think, you know... Well, you know,
3: you, you say that, you're right, but, you know, it could be worse, I could have... Say, for example, you arranging a podcast at 7 o'clock in the morning when I've got COVID, for example.
1: <laughs> so it could be worse. Well, that, that wasn't technically me that arranged. That was Callum Davenport that arranged that. So I, I passed the buck to him. But wasn't it worth it, though? That was one of the, oh, the, better, the, the best interviews I've we ever done. I'd it was brilliant. So.
3: But do you know what? How many times have we said that some of the best interviews we've done are from the most unlikely
1: sources? Yeah, but this is what I always say, like with our events and stuff. And, and, and like you say, the interviews sometimes the best ones are the ones you haven't heard the story of. Yeah. Like I, I never knew that Sebastian Schemmel was that passionate about West Ham. Oh, amazing. I never knew that well, I knew a bit about Callum Davenport and what he'd been through, but I didn't know obviously the extent of it. And then, you know, you, you find out for So, you know, I love talking to Neil Finn. You know, he played yeah. one game for West Ham, but just hearing that kind of the build up mm. to the game and stuff like that I just think they're sometimes more interesting than some of the more known players I mean that said we have got a very unknown player coming up tomorrow but yeah. he'll be interesting for obvious and and different reasons but um, you know, Stuart Robson I don't think I've ever heard his story before either and you know his was very controversial as well so <laughs> he was uh, do you know what I sent a couple of the audio clips to some ex-players
3: I, did, I knew you did it to Wardy but I wasn't yeah. sure that's anymore well I've done it to one other and, and let me tell you that <laughs> the response wasn't great from them. I, I won't repeat what they said, but um, yeah, they was not too impressed.
1: You have to tell me off uh, who the second player was. I feel yeah. I can probably guess, actually. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but um, yeah, tell me off uh, air. <laughs> Wardy made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, we can't really say it on air, can we? Uh, can we, though? No? I, I don't know. know. I reckon, we? I mean, he was very, I mean, Robson was very sort of damning, I guess, to Wardy. So, well. <laughs>
3: I don't know, should we do it or not? There's part of me thinks, fuck it, let's do it. Let's just say what you said. Because it's funny, because if you if you know Waldy, or even if you don't know him but you've met him, this will probably make you laugh because he's just so fucking we've always said Waldy is like an aggressive little pit bull without a muzzle, isn't he? That's yeah. Waldy.
1: Or, or Yorkshire.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a, a sort of chihuahua with the uncle, <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: um But I sent I sent Waldy the audio clips, right? And he replied saying, just uh, I don't know why I feel the need to do it in his you accent. Got to, you've got to it makes it more yeah. realistic. Just listen to it. <laughs> 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 I could just imagine what's going through his Just listen to it. There'll be a lot of the 86 team. who won't like these comments, Dave. <laughs> he forgets he was the big money signing and he never, ever performed. He was average, very average, and nobody likes him. Says it all, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then I said something else to him. He said, listen. <laughs> <laughs> listen, the fans and himself all have a right to an opinion. He wouldn't have got in the 86 team or even the bench. <laughs> he would run up his own asshole <laughs> no vision and played solely for himself right so i replied <laughs> saying <laughs> i love the way you're stoking the
2: fire <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, to be fair, well because that's the thing right hang on <laughs> yeah because i've missed a bit right i've missed a bit because i said and you know i'm a cunt right because i shouldn't because <laughs> i know Waldy. I'm entertaining myself now. And oh, I know what it's like. And, and I'm prodding is, him with a stick a little I bit. I know
1: both of you so well. And I know both of you, <laughs> how you interact with each other. So, so having not been there, I can picture the scene yeah, so clearly. Yeah. It's you, like. It's like, like you said, an aggressive dog. And you're kind of sort of poking him a bit with, like, a bit know, a bit of steak on a stick. And then putting it away. You sort of like... <laughs> <or> like <laughs> I know. I know.
3: So I knew this would go down like a shit sandwich, right? But when I sent him the audio files, I found it out with a text saying... <laughs> I said him, He also said You possibly could have played for England If you wasn't so inconsistent <laughs> And he's fucking replied He's lost it at this point He's fucking raged. Right. He's gone Cheeky cunt <laughs> I was probably Not as consistent When he was in the team Because he was shit <laughs> Nearly four years Without missing the game Dave That's consistent mate Plick <laughs> he fucking loved himself, and then he, and then he wasn't happy with that. So four minutes later, he followed up. He said he wasn't one of the lads, Dave. Couldn't at least Alan Dickens boots,
1: right? <laughs> <What? laughs>
3: and then I, I then at the end of all that, jumping back, said, "You're right, though. You look at that '86 side. I don't think there's anywhere for him." I think he just his last message was correct, baldy cunt. <laughs>
1: and the thing is wasn't he on holiday at that point <laughs> so, so, yeah, so that's one trash Greek hotel room. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I hope he, 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 he you know won't mind me sharing that because uh, Wardy's Wardy he don't give a fuck about nothing does he so I'm I sure
1: okay. Wardy would say it to his face so I'm, I'm I sure I think he probably bit. would do yeah I mean the thing is I was tempted to search, search, share it if of the 86 squad but they were my, my head got my head was that well if I share that with Wardy and then we try and get robson for an event <laughs> that's, not, that's not gonna work very well is it? So, yeah, we yeah. Could, i think we could count out having stuart robson as an event guest yeah. you, uh, you know
3: even though he was a hammer of the year I, i'm not sure he's a ticket seller stuart with I the greatest thought- of respect to him
1: I don't know. I, I, I thought he was a very he was very interesting. And oh, he was, I, hey, but I, he clearly
3: I, doesn't have any affection for West Ham, Alex.
1: Well, mate, I told you that before we interviewed him. Mm. Didn't I? I was because I, I I know I know Stuart in a in a former life, so to speak, and I've had many a conversation with him um, about West Ham, like where you know not on podcasts, just general day to day chats with him about West Ham, and I was always shocked because you know I remember I remember particularly it was roundabout. It must have been about 97, 98 when we were playing really, really well and I was loving life as a West Ham fan and we'd beaten someone convincingly. I've got a feeling Lazaridis scored. So in my head, it's like Newcastle away. Did we win like 3-0 or something like that? I I don't know. I think we beat Newcastle 3-0 at some point away from home. And I remember saying to him, Oh, West Ham are flying at the moment. You know, I love it. Blah blah blah. And I remember him saying, "Well, they're not that good. They'll stop winning soon." This players crap. This players crap. That players crap. And I remember thinking, "Geez, <laughs> like Ooh. you know, we just we just had a great result." So I do think, and you can, I guess, if you try and take it from his perspective, because he was a nice guy, did the interview for us, didn't ask for any payments. You know, it was really a good bloke and stuff. Um, you know, I guess if you look at it like this, he he blames the club for. Ruining his career uh, in terms of injuries, you know, like you know, he didn't get the right medical treatment, which um, mm. is probably believable. He came to a club that were flying like they were in 1986, and if he if he's believes, which I'm sure he does believe, because he said it, if he believes there's a bullying culture, I'm sure mm. he was a victim of it. Mm. And probably, and you know, if you've got people that have bullied you. Then you're never going to speak positively about them, and then at the end of it, he was injured for ages, and then given a free transfer. So, mm. so you can kind of understand why there probably would be a little bit of resentment. It's not like he yeah. had a romantic yeah. time at West Ham. I mean, and despite that, he in his head, he's thinking, "I won Hammer of the Year because I played in three or four different positions for the club when they needed me." And then this is how I was treated by them. So, you can kind of understand. And I respected his honesty as well because yeah. you know often we have guests on and they say the right answers you know bless him and I understand completely why but you look at the Josh Cullen interview Mm. and and, and he's got to do it because he's a professional footballer that could still play for West Ham at some point in his career I guess but he's were very sort of professional and the right things to say weren't they Mm, whereas Stuart Robson was just like very very honest I guess and uh, so I do respect that and obviously his opinions are valued because he's got He's got many a gig as a pundit and is now the voice of, FIFA 22, which even mm. if you're not a FIFA player, that is a, a massive gig. You know, you think of the yeah. millions and millions of people that play FIFA across the world, and he's the the Lee Dixon of the of the latest edition. Mm. I'd love of, to know what he got paid for that as well. Yeah, I'd love to know <laughs> as well. I Forty can, days,
3: five hours a day. It ain't going to be so for change, is it?
1: No, exactly. But the thing is, though, that it can really put you off the commentators. Like I've actually, because of lockdown and stuff, I've actually played FIFA 20 more than I've played any FIFA game by a long, long way and I can't stand Lee Dixon now. i can't can't stand his comments like because obviously you hear them every game and every and every game he makes like some sort of joke like you know um back in my day i wasn't very good at headers or you know like you know and then he takes the the piss out the other commentator doesn't he and says that he was a very good footballer or whatever it's just it's just just not
3: funny or or one that sticks in my mind is you'll go I don't know. Was it a, a red or a
1: yellow? Let's give him an orange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, and he always says, "Was it double trouble or something? Double bubble? No, double bubble. If the keeper makes the save, it's a bit yeah. of double bubble." I don't yeah. know, stop it! It's so yeah. annoying.
3: Yeah, it's cringy, isn't it? it
1: is uh, yeah. I know he can't help that because he's not. Tr- he's not actually saying those lines over and over again. Mm. But the computer- <laughs> I said to you, didn't I? Off air. I remember what I really wanted to ask you, Rob. So we never got time. was if there was any sort of strange lines that he said. That he's going to regret because i remember pro evo what was it It must be about pro evo maybe early 2000s anyway maybe even late 90s where trevor brookin was the the co-commentator and and i remember it clearly if you switched a long ball over to the other side of the pitch by pressing the was it a circle button or whatever it was in the controller he'd literally go (laughs) it's <laughs> 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 like the most orgasmic noise ever. So I'd love, I'd love to know if he actually sat in a studio and just said, "Right, I'm just going to go <laughs> like that." <laughs> and, I, and I remember once I met I met Trevor Brooking with my with one of my best mates, Rich. He, Rich, do not even listen to the podcast. I don't know why I'm shouting him out, even though he's a West Ham fan. But um, <laughs> anyway, me and him went to a, a, a sort of a and A session with Trevor Brooking, and then I used to dare. Him. Like he was like my sort of guinea pig. I'd always <laughs> dare him to do things, and he'd always do them. Like we went to a, a, a open training session. And the amount of funny things I got him to say to some of the players at the time. But anyway, I am like stupid stuff. Like David James was there, I think, and I, he gave me his autobi- autograph book, and I sent to. To Rich, to say to him, "Don't drop it, Dave," like things like that, and, he, uh, and, he, and he'd always do it. So I'd to go up to Trevor Brooking and say, "Trev, why did you make that sexual noise in uh, in the um, in the commentary?" And Trev had no idea that he'd done it. So now I've got a conspiracy theory as whether it was actually Trevor. Oh, really? Yeah, whether oh, it was just, whether someone just threw it in and tried to make it sound like Trevor, because you do it. Good impression of Trevor, don't you? Well,
2: so
3: you- I mean, I've done the old one, but I mean, you, you're putting me on a spot a little bit now. I mean, obviously we've had him on a show and, uh, you know, you can only really talk so much about Trevor without actually preparing for it. But obviously I'll do my very best as always, as per. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See I think it was you but the, what, what I loved about that as well Is that it started off brilliantly And they almost morphed into Nigel Benn a little bit <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they couldn't be t- any more opposites Trevor Brooklyn and Nigel Benn Well hey, so
3: with... I have to tell you If I'm going to be brutally honest. the audience, I still have a good
1: fight
3: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Benn Nigel yes, Brooklyn
1: that... <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, your impressions are brilliant. I honestly think there's a podcast just, just, just for them alone in the making. Like, you, like, literally, you're so good at them. I think, I think you should. Be, I think you've wasted a career. Oh mate, I don't know about that. It's not for me to say.
0: No, but honestly, you know what?
3: Talking about. Hammer We've got of well off year. script,
0: haven't we? Yeah, yeah massively. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm just <laughs>
3: really trying to put us back on track here. <laughs> How long has this podcast been on?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, you know, talking about Hammer of the Year in Stuart, this year's Hammer of the Year has now been announced finally after a painful wait, and the man I voted for won it. But you think it should have gone to Declan, do not you?
1: So I'm going to throw a conspiracy theory out there, right? <laughs> and honestly, and I know people are going to think, oh, he's just bitter because his man didn't win it. But I'm, I'm just going to throw a conspiracy theory out there. I'm not saying it's true. I'm not saying it's factual. It is a conspiracy theory. So it's whether you believe it or not, right? When that award ceremony was produced, yeah, so it was in the video, like Carlton, and, Carl and Chris Cohen the other fella who follows me on Twitter, so I should know his name, but I've forgotten. But oh, the the, the, Governor the, B, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's... I don't it, even yeah. know who he is. He's a rapper, isn't I he? I think he's a rapper, yeah. Um, and so, um, basically, when they did that video, the, that presenting thing, Declan wasn't even in the country. right? He was still in Ibiza, okay, when they did that, that filming. And I know that because... The same day that it can, it was, and uh, these missus were posting pictures of them in Ibiza, um, and the um, show was was um, recorded on the day because Governor B and Chris Skull tweeted a picture saying just recorded the the, the show, and I and I to ask the club and I said well this obviously means that Declan hasn't won it then because he's not there to be interviewed and they said something like yeah but with the with modern technology he could be interviewed which is true like you know like you know when the celebrity's not an awards ceremony they go live to the person wherever they are mm. so yes they could have done that but you know th- that seems bit of a coincidence every poll that I did oh, and you know I'm not saying that the West Ham Way polls are the definitive answer but we did a poll for how the year I put it out there it got something like 23,000 votes yeah on Twitter and Declan got over 50% of them and then Suchek and Sheffal were like 22-23% yeah Declan was 50 so more than 25% than the next person and then on Patreon we did the same thing and the same result happened and you know, obviously, there's been all these contract talks as well, where you know, where they haven't been able to agree terms yet and stuff. I'd, I, just don't know, mate. I just don't know if it. I don't want to take it away from Suchek because I thought if it, you know, Suchek and Chafal. I was happy with either like Deck and all those two won it, so I'm buzzing for Suchek. He, I could definitely see why people would have voted for him. Likewise, it would have been the same for Chafal. I'd have actually gone Deck and Chafel, Suchek in that order. But either way, it was close between the two, the two checks. I, ch- I just I don't know. Maybe it's nothing, but it, it it was a shock in my opinion. And I don't think I'd, I'd I'd really love to know the exact percentages that came in for those. um But you know, it is what it is. And well done to Suchek. Check. And please don't I don't want this to be in newspaper articles and websites tomorrow because it is my opinion. It's not based upon anything. I just found it very very surprising. And um, but credit to Suchek, well deserved. Really pleased that he's got it because I think he deserves it, not just for his performances, but for the person that he is. And, um, you know, Declan's won it before. So it's nice for someone else to be recognised, I guess. But I just thought it was a bit strange. Mm, No, it's fair enough.
3: I mean, your theory isn't one that I thought about before, but I can kind of understand where you're coming from. You know, would the club want further pressure on contract negotiations with the new hammer of the year, technically the best player that performed last season? Would it would it go in their favour if they was to give that to someone else and then Declan wasn't the best player last season? Mm. You know, so I do understand what you're saying. And those polls have got to carry some weight. Uh, I mean, like I say, I voted for, for Thomas and it's mm. very close. I think there's a fag paper between Tom... Vlad and Deck, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um but look, one thing's for sure, I don't think you know, you included, no one's got the ump about it. Um, Oh no, no. I'm
1: probably in a way I'm pleased because Well did you know what I say that, How do you think Declan feels about it, honestly? disappointed i would say i mean the, the the fact of the matter is if you've performed you, you know you have got to think he's captain of the club he's t- he's 22 i know noble's technically the captain but most games deckham was the captain on the pitch he's 22 he's just led the club to sixth in the league he's become one of england's i know it's not west ham but one of england's most important players um in this season he's um, become a hundred million pound valued player he's taken penalties for the club I know he only scored scored one technically but um, he's taken penalties for the club he's led that team when he was out injured there's no coincidence that the performance of every other player deteriorated and he's a massive influence on and off the pitch as a a person as well he's a competitive person that always wants to be the very best so I would think it was a bit a bit of a disappointing time for him after the abuse his wife uh, his not his wife sorry his girlfriend got online, which was disgusting. Mm, but that was. just but that Fucking just bang out of order. But that's just what Twitter is, isn't it? Not mm, to go on mm. about it because I you want know, to pay up five pounds, for her, <laughs> and that's not about me. That's Twitter in general. Yeah, um, yeah. That was disgusting. And then in mm. the same same week, to you know to to get that, I mean. I'm sure he'll move on. I'm sure he's not crying in his <laughs> crying in his hands every night. I'm sure he's technically not that bothered, really, because he's gone on to bigger and better things. You know, he, he's won the Betway Cup, for example. But, but, <laughs> I think, but I think deep down, he'll probably be a bit like, oh, okay. I mean, he'll be pleased for his teammates and, mm. and pleased for the Czechs because they they all get on really well. And you know, like like you said, they they deserve it. I mean, I knew it would, like I put a post on, you know, on. um on our patron, didn't I say it? Mm. I don't think Declan's won it. Um, there was just too much evidence that bats kind of what I was saying up. Um, that, um, about my conspiracy theory that he wasn't going to win it. I wasn't told he didn't win it, there was just too much evidence backing it up, and um. And I think, you know, like I said, he wouldn't be sitting there crying his eyes out, but he probably think, oh, OK, <laughs> what more did I have to do last year? And, uh, and as I say, he's just been eclipsed by maybe two players that we didn't expect to play that well. But the, what is Declan's problem, I think, is that he set the bar so high. So when he gets an eight out of ten performance, people don't think he's played that well because they're used to a 9 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 performance. And and maybe that's it, but I don't know. It, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm usually, the Twitter polls are a good grasp. You know, I know it, I know it's a bit like politics, isn't it? When they do the what's the exit poll um surveys, they don't mm-hmm. always get it right. And sometimes there are major shocks. But in all the polls I saw, Declan was at least twenty-five percent ahead of the next one, which was either Suchek or Shufal. But mm-hmm to then change I don't know but anyway I think I'm pleased for chat really pleased him. he's a lovely guy great player scored some really important goals classic moment when he you know busted his head open and then tried to throw himself in front of the ball mm, I think it was that Tottenham mm. maybe you know that sort of attitude obviously yeah. he brought in his his best mate Shafal um, which maybe he got hammer of the year not just as a player but as a mm. scout as well because yeah. you know he brought in a, a great signing in there mm. so you know there's, there's no you know there's no like you know there's no wrong in Suchet being it. I was just very surprised it, I guess. Mm. Well, after a
3: painful wait, the fans finally saw a statement from Pi Capital where they also named Anton and Rio as two of the players involved in the takeover. What did you think of what the statement
1: said? Um it's a it's a bit of a tricky one because I think they need to say more because at this point I still don't know whether it's a good thing or not. I don't really know what they want to do, really, other than what we, what any um, takeover group would do and, and would say to the fans. I don't know the finances involved in it. I don't know how much would go to the team. I don't know if they're going to improve the training facilities and the scouting network, whether they want to keep David Moyes as manager, whether they want to, I don't know, develop the... Global brand, whether they want to change the badge back, whether you know I don't mm. know what they want to do um it's all saying the right thing, but then I could sit there and write a statement saying the right thing with no with no substance if I wanted to if i you know pretend that I was going to do all these things, so it's hard to really have an opinion. it's exciting if what they're saying is true and if they have their sort of momentum and i like I say, I know someone very, very close to the consortium, very, very close. It's not Tom, Tom Skinner. Um, I know um, other people very close that actually close to the to the better the the people financially involved, and um, and they're saying how good it's gonna be and how good it will be for like. <clears throat> not just um, the club, but for genuine fans. You know, people seem to think I'll be finished. If Sullivan Sullivan and Gold leave, I tell you, if Sullivan and Gold leave, that'll be the best thing ever for me because, first of all, it will take away the the, the myth that all I ever do is get my news from them. Second of all, it will take away the myth that I'm a, a board lover and that because of that board loving, that's where I get my info from. Third of all, it will not finish me. If anything, it will give me better sources because people i know people that are involved so i've got no reason to not want this to happen because it sounds really exciting I, I just don't really understand it as well as i'd like to and i also think bringing out anton and rio is i don't know how i feel about that you know i really don't you know we've met anton we've interviewed him we've done events of mm. him great fella really nice bloke loves west ham mm. Mm. is he a west ham legend no, does his he have bro- to be? No, not necessarily. But um, it, I, I don't know what to say really. Is that like we, Anton? Great, I'm great. He's involved. I I think he's a, the right person. But why him? Why Anton Ferdinand? I'm not saying anything against Anton Ferdinand, but why him? And then I've got even more question marks over his brother, who since you know leaving West Ham has made no. Were you we even asked Anton Ferdinand or you dig so wasn't there the um question? As you like you clearly support West Ham more than Rio does. It was one of the questions in our interview. And what was really
3: interesting, X, as well, is looking back, he was almost over-enthusiastic when he was telling me how much Rio genuinely loves West Ham. Mm. And I look back now and I think this would have been at a time when Anton knew. Yeah, he, he was would part have... of him looking to buy the club, as yeah. is Rio. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to look back now. But you're yeah. quite right. You know, Do you know what? It's funny because I also look back when we was doing one of these uh, Q&A sessions at the end of a podcast and, and a, a patron asked a question, why is it Rio, if anything, that always avoids trying to be positive about West Ham as a pundit? And, and I remember answering that. I remember saying it to you. I haven't actually noticed that he does that. But then you said that you'd noticed it. Mm -hmm. And on the back of that, I looked into it a bit. And it's absolutely spot on. Like Rio is, he bleeds Man United, doesn't he? And Mm -hmm. listen, that's fair enough because he's had an incredible career there. He's won trophies. You know, he's he's a Man United legend. They're one of the biggest clubs on the planet. I totally get that. But to not show an ounce of affection publicly for West Ham where it all began, has always seemed a bit strange to me, whereas Anton is the complete opposite. Like he outwardly loves West Ham. So, yeah. you know, there's a debate on that.
1: There's a debate on that, though, isn't there, really? Because if there? you, f- well, no, not a debate on whether he loves West Ham, but the reasons for the difference between him and Rio, because I'm just throwing it out there to be a, a, a what's the word? Uh, what's the word where you to do that? Um... Devils Africa, that's it, yeah. Right, Anton, when he left West Ham, yeah, he was semi-successful at Sunderland, semi-successful, and then he didn't really do much else. He played at QPR for a bit, semi-successful there, played a few games in Turkey, didn't he, a season or so. Played for Reading, I think. South End, never really, with a great deal of success. And obviously, West Ham are the biggest club out of all of those clubs that he's played for. Rio went on to play for Leeds only yeah, for a couple of years but then went on to be a Man United legend, win the Champions League at Manchester United, become a basically the best central defender in the world at, at a certain points and be and win all the titles that he did and so on. So when you put it in that perspective, it's not really comparable in that respect because we are the best that Anton had. Whereas we aren't the best that Rio had. And yes, Rio should probably show more respect to to West Ham than he probably has done in the past. But I can understand why he would support Manchester United
3: now. I'm not sure I agree with that, if I'm honest. I mean, you take the example of Tony Cotty. Now, there'll be a big argument out there, and I'm removing myself from this equation, to the neutrals that Everton is a bigger club than West Ham. Mm. He left West Ham to go and play for Everton. But you will never hear anything other than how much Tony Cotty loves West Ham. Don't get me wrong, he achieved good things at West Ham. He did, obviously, the 86 season. He achieved more at West Ham. And
1: he played for well, West Ham twice as well.
3: Well, he did. But then at the same time, you're when it comes to Anton, you're more referencing the size of the clubs that he played for rather than what he achieved as such.
1: Oh, yeah. But there's no comparison between... I mean, West Ham and Everton's pretty close. West Ham and Manchester United, I would say, it isn't. I mean, look at, look at someone else then, like... Pff. Well, I mean, well, look, Look at. I'll tell you what, I'll call it now. Look at Jack
3: Grealish. He will no doubt go on to win trophy after trophy after trophy. Guaranteed in 20, 30 years' time, all he's going to be talking about is Aston Villa.
1: I'll I'll, I'll make that bet with you now. Mm, possibly, possibly, but... yeah, okay, I understand the point. I don't want to discredit Anton because I like Anton a lot. I'm not trying to do that, but I'm almost defending Rio a little bit that he's got, what I'm trying to say is, is that his career post West Ham was so much more significant than his career at West Ham. Yes, he was amazing at West Ham and he became the most expensive defender in the world. So obviously it was good at West Ham. I'm not disputing that, but in terms of success and what he achieved in the game, it was so much more at Manchester United than it was at West Ham. I mean, Won the league countless amounts of times. The Champions League played for England, however many times. Whereas Anton Ferdinand, as I said, th- there isn't anything that compares to his time at West Ham. So yeah,
3: I just said I don't agree with that. I mean, again, look at Carlos Tevez. Look how much he loves West Ham. Every time he ever come back to Upton Park, he'd put the hammer sign with his arms. He played for Man United, Man City, his country. You know, and and guaranteed, he'll tell you, other than maybe local Argentinian clubs like Buenos Aires, for example, he'll tell you West Ham is the club that he holds to his heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, but... There's more, there's I'm sure there's more. Who else is there? There's other examples as well. And the thing is, what winds me up with Rio a little bit, you know, it's different with Frank Lampard, for example. There was a strained relationship there. We fucking gave him abuse. Every time we right, saw I Look at Michael up, Carrick.
1: There. then look, Michael Carrick, who do you think he will speak most highly of when he... Well, not most highly of, but most passionately about when when now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, Man United. Yeah. No, yeah, but then we're
3: talking about Jordy there, ex. You know, with the Ferdinand brothers. The Carlos Tevez is
1: Argentinian.
3: Yes, but I sometimes think if you're from a different country <laughs> and you're coming into what I believe is the home of football, when you experience the West Ham fans in comparison to anyone else. Sebastian Schemmle will tell you that. Julian Foubert will tell you that. I think it's a different type of experience, in my opinion. And I just think... Well, Glenn Brees. Johnson then? Glenn Johnson, I don't know, to be honest with you. You don't Played know For him, Chelsea and
1: Liverpool. Yeah? What so are you Liverpool, saying that he wouldn't speak fondly of West Ham? He speaks fondly of West Ham, but if he's reflecting on his... Career, he's gonna speak more passionately about either Chelsea or Liverpool. But what winds me up about Rio X is he came through the academy. Oh, yeah, I'm not defending Rio, I'm just no. I'm just I'm just trying what I'm trying to do. And is... we
3: treated him really well whenever he came. Oh, back yeah, to West yeah. Dan I love as well. And yeah. it just we just don't seem to have got anything back from him. Whereas Anton. I don't know. I mean, no, no, I agree, and
1: I agree, and that's I what, I was, and that's what I was saying at the start. I agree with Anton Verner, I don't agree with Rio. So I'm almost contradicting myself a little bit here because at the start that was what I was saying. But I'm trying to almost stick up for Rio and 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 justify why he might be a bit like that. And and yeah, Anton is probably is out of the two. If he was to say to me which one would you rather be involved, I'd rather Anton be involved mm. because because like you said, he's uh, he's always maintaining his passion for West Ham, you see his kids are in West Ham shirts, you know, he's an ambassador at the games, he comes on podcasts like ours and does an events and stuff, so you know, he follows the West Ham way, he retweeted something um, about our patron the other day, I think um, so yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Anton and he's a great bloke as well and obviously did stuff for West Ham in a way, I'm trying to def- I almost contradict myself and defend Rio a little bit, but I, the, the selection of the players is I'd like to know. And it's nothing. Just against- quickly throwing out the ultimate example Julian Dix. Yeah, but his time at Liverpool was uh But well, he still played for Liverpool. Yeah, but He still the, played for one of the biggest clubs yeah, but, on the planet. Yeah, but it's not comparison to Rio. Rio won and was a, was a legend at Manchester United. I, I, I've sort of lost track a little bit
3: at the point we're trying to make it. If <laughs> so have
1: I. So have I. So, <laughs> I. so let's almost scrap it. But what, 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 I'm tra- what I'm trying to say is that Rio was a legend at Manchester United, and that's yeah. why he's affectionate. But yeah, you man. can still be
3: affectionate it. to the club where you started. Yeah, and I think why he is. only got to talk positively about one club?
1: No, and I think he probably is a fake shit about West Ham. You know, he probably says, I'm a Man United fan. But I love West Ham, which is fair enough. It's like Mark Ward a little bit, whilst he... Mm calls himself an Evertonian hammer. I think deep down, if it came down to supporting one, it'd be Everton, Mm. slightly over West Ham. Um, But, you know, he could... And it's similar with Rio. I said he probably says he's a Man United fan, but loves West Ham. And I'm just saying, Anton doesn't have the alternative that Rio has. But regardless of all of that, I'd like to know why it was that those two players were... Mm selected as such but nothing against them you know nothing against them but why wasn't it I don't know Carlton Cole why wasn't it um I, I don't know someone that served at, like James Collins mm. why, 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 you know there's loads of players that have played for for West Ham over the years Joe Cole um you know that you could pick Carlos well, there are years. more players involved though X they're in the background. I think so, but then why make those two the vocal ones? I don't know. The, the most, the most, maybe, they're know the,
3: maybe they're the ones that said, you know what, even if the deal doesn't go through, I'm happy to be named. Possibly. You don't and know, I'm, dear.
1: And I'd like to know what effect this has on Anton now, because Anton was an ambassador at West Ham. Yeah, that's true. So does that mean he's going to still carry on being an ambassador? That's true. Even though true. He's promoting, yeah. um, promoting the other ones. And Marlon Harewood, you know, he played for West Ham as probably as long as Anton. I know he didn't come through the, the ranks like Anton did, but, um, you know, he, he works at West Ham. He's passionate. He's articulate. So what I'm saying I just don't quite understand why those two out of all the people. Um, but anyway, I guess it doesn't really matter. They're involved there. The bottom line is these talks will hopefully enable either this consortium or other consortiums to put something credible towards the club about buying the club now or like i said for many a year these consortiums need to start making themselves vocal and when when they do things will start to happen so regardless of this if this consortium is legit and the best thing to ever happen to west ham or it's mickey mouse the fact that they're talking about takeovers is a good thing the, the only positives can come out of it. The only slight negative, I'd say, is that has it unsettled the transfer window a little bit? As mm. in players, players may be thinking, should I go there? I don't know what the future holds. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. But um, I think it can only be a good thing if these discussions are happening. Mm, it's true. I mean, I looked at the statement, X, and
3: I thought it was a bit of a strange one. I mean, it, it just seemed to centre around the stadium didn't it? Mm, yes. I, 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 like you said, and you're right, I think it, locked, it lacked a lot of specifics. No talk on the infrastructure, the training ground, the scouting network, the academy, the level of investment on players, like you said, how they feel about David Moyes. But I also found it strange that it was on some sort of digital a for paper. I, I, I know it's not relevant to their business, but surely something more official on their website would have been more professional. And one thing that confuses me is that they kicked off the statement by saying that they've reached an agreement in principle to take a long-term lease on the stadium should they acquire the club or the majority of the club, right? But what I don't get about that, unless I'm missing something, is that the club already has a long-term lease. So Mm -hmm. what's the point of agreeing another one? What's different about this deal to the one we already have? And I was also under the impression before the statement came out that Pye would own the stadium, not lease it. And if that wasn't as confusing enough, right, the second paragraph, they go on to say that under single ownership, the stadium can thrive. Well, how can it be under single ownership if they're leasing it? (laughs) I I found
1: the whole statement... So confusing and underwhelming, to be honest. Well, it's like I said. Well, I go back to the initial one, I and mean, when Tom Skinner, oh, you know, bless him, he's he's passionate and a big West Ham fan, is getting excited. The official statement was four hundred million. The official statement that the the CEO put out, and the next day we're told by Tom actually it wasn't four hundred. It was actually really five hundred. Well. Why would you play down what the offer was? If that's the case, mm. by the by the official statement, the official statement would have said five hundred million. If it was five hundred million, so either Tom's was getting carried away and has got the wrong figures or that it wasn't accurate what was reported and if it is 500 million then they should have came out and made that official but they were saying in their statement they don't want to talk about figures but they that but then figures were talked about in the first place with 400 million or 500 mm. million and it's just it's just too many questions at the moment and until whoever is the most important person in this process for Pi Capital it comes, sits down and comes on the West Ham Way podcast and explains what the answers are to these questions. Mm. I just think there's too many questions but to to be able to form a balanced opinion on it. You know, of course, I think the ownership of West Ham could be done so much differently, but at the same time, I I, need, I don't want it to just be handed over to someone that that's not going to make it any better. You know, we've got mm. to get the right people in. You know, when we, you look at every one of our ownerships, I don't think there's ever been a period when West Ham fans have been completely happy, have they? Because you think it looked like we had it with the Icelandics, and then they just completely went bankrupt and, you know, it almost ruined the club. Then before that, we had Terence Brown when everyone wanted him to go. Then before that, it was the Kearns, wasn't it? And all the Bond protests and things like that. I don't think people have ever been happy with the West Ham board. So in order for the club to progress, the next owners have to be the best owners out there for the club. And you'd Mm. like to think there's four or five, maybe even more options, which I think there are, but I need to know what this part is saying, what the mm. next part is saying, what the next part is saying before I can make that decision. I just don't know anything about it. I was thinking we could try and get Anton Ferdinand back on the show. But then part of me thought, would he even know the answers to mm. it? Or is, is he just a, a spokesman for it? Mm. You know, if we got Tom Skinner on the show, would he really know the answers to it all? Mm. I, don't, I don't think they would. Nah. and so, so it wouldn't really achieve anything.
3: Well, I've spoken to Tom a lot over the last week, actually. And I can't even tell you why. I mean, it's all to do with West Ham in general and the takeover. And I know that, you know, he spoke to me and he said that it, it, fucking it could do with this statement coming out sooner rather than later because he's getting quite a bit of grief over it. You know, a yeah. lot of people saying, Tom, you're lying, and you're talking shit. And that obviously he can do without all that. But he did say yeah. that these people have already agreed to come on our podcast soon. Which is good. I haven't told you, I've completely forgot to mention that before oh, I sorry. That. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I Quite I big news, know. that. <laughs> um, but listen, time will tell, I suppose, but watch this space for a packed game at the Bosch Beds Arena, that's all I can <laughs> yeah. say. Fucking Tom in the centre circle with a microphone addressing the fans. <laughs> Shouting people! Listen, yeah. when I say Bosch, you say Beds. <laughs> Beds, Bosch, Beds. Beds. <laughs> Have a good day, everyone. Let's go and (laughs) smash it. (laughs) I'll see you again at
1: half time to tell you about my new range of dog beds. It's funny, but it's so believable. The same thing. That's not that's, that's sort of scary. You know, I, mate, I
3: love Tom. I've got yeah. a lot of time for Tom. I really have. And I know that he listened to the impression on last week's show and he, he took it really well. So oh, I know he'll laugh. He's, stuff, a, he's,
1: a, he's a good bloke. He's got a good sense of humour and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And, and, and I'm, really, I'm really pleased for him that he's got the <laughs> the, so the the so links, I guess, to... to Whoever he's got the links to because it must be really exciting as a as a genuine West Ham fan to to, to be able to um, discuss these things with people that are potentially buying the club. As I say, I think we might be in that position as well. I mean, I don't want to say too much, and the person that I know has been very professional and guarded about it. But all he did say to me was that me and you will do very well out of this, whatever that means. But uh, whatever the case it's it's exciting. You need a new mattress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually do, to be fair. <laughs> if to, if to, if to, I, what I really like, I don't know if Tom specialises in these, but I'd like those ones like, you know, like you, where, that you can move them up, like so that you can sit them up. Well, like they- an orthopaedic bed. Yeah, I feel well, Mate, you're not that banging trouble, are you? Well, I feel like it Sometimes, mate You know, my sleeping And if I could sort of Sit a bit more upright like The best sleep I get, mate Is when I'm on Either on the sofa Or in a car Because I'm kind of sitting <laughs> up Not so, when you're driving, I hope No, well as yes, you've seen, mate Anything <laughs> yeah. can go with me But uh, <laughs> I can sleep, walk you know? Yeah. I can do people, you know People must think That I sleep all the time I don't That's the problem I sleep about Two or three hours a night yeah. and when I, But when I suddenly Hit that like that point of this it's almost like no return any anything can be going on i've fallen asleep at a new year's eve party as it was striking 12 and you know people were like letting off the sort of party poppers and jumping around i'm on the sofa going like that and so i've fallen asleep walking down las vegas high street <laughs> uh, 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 i say high street sorry the street you know i mean yeah. i've, I've uh, fallen asleep in intimate moments I've fallen asleep like you know not with you obviously but with uh, <laughs> the with uh, <laughs> yeah, but with, uh, with, uh, with people What well, sex I've saying... read that night actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are up for anything I was going to say I didn't say no did I that's what like, uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah so it's um, yeah so I don't know what my point is now I think, <laughs> like, I think we're getting delirious it's half ten I don't even know what we're talking about we've still got two more sections today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I know
3: no, fucking hell, it's frightening, really.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay, the 28th of August sees the return of the West Ham Way pre-match event, and we are absolutely buzzing. We're also pleased to tell you that our guest on the day will be Tony Cotty, and what a time to have him for a Q&A, by the way. Yeah. Um, the event starts at 11 o'clock, and tickets are £25 for adults and £10 for kids, unless you're a patron of the West Ham Way. Then we'll let you come in for 20 quid. To my knowledge, we are the only football event on the planet that gives you that price when it includes an all-inclusive bar. So that's our way of thanking you for your support, and we hope to see you there.
1: It's actually ridiculous, really. It is, really. In terms of profit margins. I mean, oh, now, mate, I mean, honestly. You're talking from a business perspective. I mean, people yeah. like to say we're creamy off West Ham, but really, by the time, by the time you've paid for the guests, the security. Oh, yeah. You know, the sound the Fucking system, bar bills, a small the bar, well, the bar bill. You know, if someone drinks Four pints or whatever—that's pretty much taking us up to the the money that we spending it so Mm. it is a great deal we're not just saying it you can do the maths at home it does we don't make very much out of it but what we do make is the kind of memories and the experience and the and the sort of getting to know the guests like we do so yeah there are perks for us but financially is not one of them it's a great it's a great deal for the for the the customer so to speak
3: well look at it this way right if you're saving five pound at these events and you come to two events a month we're basically paying you to be a patron.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because we give
3: you £10 off
1: and you're giving us a fiver. Yeah. You know, exactly. look, look at it that way. I know, exactly. You get all free, all your free drinks as well. And, yeah. Uh, chance to meet Tony Cotty and Mark Ward and DJ yeah. Pulse. Well, not to mention X. Well, I mean, no, fucking hell for twenty I, quid. <laughs> I know I usually charge a lot more for, for, <laughs> for special moments with me, but uh, but yeah, this, this um, I, I I play it very quiet. Although my voice gives me away, I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't like to be the centre of attention. I leave that to the others. But...
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, but as a reminder, if you are a patron and want to come, comment with your name and the amount of tickets you need. On our Patreon announcement post, you'll see that we posted it today. Uh, and just pay us at the door on the day. If you're a non-patreon, we'll release the ticket link tomorrow, X, is it
1: or is it out well, now? You've not quite sold that correctly. Um, oh, go cool. on, sorry, On, mate. <laughs> on the Patron. Well, if you are a patron, you have to say your um your name that you want a ticket and then any additional tickets that you want to that you have to buy from the link so the reason we're doing that is because you can't um we can't have everyone paying 20 pounds otherwise we literally will be ruined by this so so the patron gets the ticket for 20 pound and then anyone additional that they're bringing or going with that isn't a patron then needs to pay on the online link but let's say i'm going with another patron i could say i'm going Plus, this person and they'll pay 20 quid because they're a patron as well. But if you're going with non patrons, you have to buy their ticket through the link.
3: Yeah. So as you can see, we've not complicated this for ourselves
1: at all. <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute nightmare, and I do, I do, <laughs> I do hope that people coming to this event do realise this is the first time we've done it in eighteen mm. months and stuff. Mm. So please be a little bit tolerant of things, maybe not quite going to plan. We're all we're going to do everything we can to make it run successfully. But even today, with the ticket link, I suddenly discover once I put the link out that one of our payment. Um, methods needed more verification on our on our company so so it's stopped payments so even i didn't know that until it happened so you can only usually fix things until you know that they're a problem so hopefully people will bear with us for the first few ones
3: yeah okay mate fair enough so that's that also if you haven't paid to play in the west and way premier league predictions competition please do asap because the season starts next weekend and non-payers will be removed uh, talking of
1: competitions x do you want to finger some patrons yeah i'm always up for a bit of fingering mate you know that. let's just hope i don't fall asleep <laughs> <Good stuff. laughs>
3: right okay let's do it as always x will run up and down the list of patrons and when i say stop the person he lands on will win a prize and the prizes are a 1964 replica cup final shirt with number 10 on the back signed by sir jeff hurst it comes with a certificate of authenticity as well so we can't forge the prize this month um <laughs> the second prize is a 50 pound club voucher and the third prize is a copy of the exclusive goodbye ginger event that we did along with a signed picture of the man himself X, you ready yeah should we go for third place
1: first yeah let's do that okay Right, okay. right i'm fingering okay well, I don't I'm not. Fi- I'm don't not even going fi- to stop you, mate. To be well, honest, well, I'm not figuring as such. I'm kind of flicking caressingly. Okay, and then, like you know, you got to build up to the the moment, have not you? Look well, okay, you, yeah, fucking love doctor over there. <laughs> this mate, we, this podcast covers covers everything. You know, if people if, <laughs> if, if, if want that sort of advice, then, then we're here for them. Yeah, fucking West Ham's answer at the shaft over there. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Stop. Right, because we talk so much, and it is a first name order, I made it all the way to T, and, and, and the winner is um, Tom Wells. Brilliant.
3: Well done, Tom. So you've got a copy of that event. It's a bloody good event as well. Like I say, exclusive content, so please don't share that, um, but you'll enjoy it. That was a good night there, and um, it's only ever gone to competition winners, so you're one of them. So well done, Tom. Okay, X, I'm ready when you, are, mate.
1: Yeah, I'm still going. Okay. Well, I'm already off. Even when you were talking, I was fingering.
3: Right. Remember, mate, sort of scan up and down as quickly as you
1: can. I am. Okay. Stop. Okay. This is Billy Iden. Billy Iden. I think it's without sale. Iden. I-D-E-N. Billy Iden. Well done, Billy.
3: £50 club voucher coming your way, mate. And now for the signed... Shirt by Sir Jeff Hurst. Bit more of a dramatic pause on this one. Okay. Stop. And this is Matt Powell. Matt Powell. Brilliant. Well done, Matt. And well done to all the boys that have won a prize this month. Um, well done. We'll be in touch to get your address details to get these prizes out to you ASAP. And uh, as always, we'll be running this again next month. So well done, lads. Right, okay. Let's see what X has to say this week. To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon.com forward slash the West End Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West End Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West End Way podcast, Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise and
2: behind the scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today finding the right person for the job isn't
0: easy just ask someone who hired a drama coach to be an it guy
2: yeah i'm having trouble logging in i'm not buying it say it again this time with feeling i can't log in come on
0: man i want to feel your struggle but if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local
3: GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds.
0: Now, like your life depends on it. I can't log in. Yes, we'll make an actor out of you yet.
3: For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com local today.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is
1: proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year.